Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm going to be bringing you guys the biggest bust per round in the first couple of rounds of the draft, the first five rounds of your 2020 fantasy football draft. Now, these guys aren't necessarily going to be busts, but they're just picks that, at the value, just really are not worth picking in the given round where they are going right now based on ADP. So before we get into the video, I'd like to ask you guys could please go down below and click that subscribe button. It's free and I produce content every single day to help you guys win your 2020 fantasy football championship. And while you're down there, please make sure to check out my draft guide. I got tons of stuff on there to help you guys win your 2020 fantasy football championship even more than what is on the YouTube channel. So let's get right into it. Biggest bust per round or biggest player to avoid per round in your 2020 fantasy football draft. Coming in here with the first round, I'm going to read off all the players going at the ADP right now. This is Yahoo's ADP of the first round. And then I'm going to talk about the player that I think is going to be the guy that you're going to want to be avoiding in the given round. First round ADP goes as follows. Number one is Christian McCaffrey. Number two is Saquon Barkley. Number three is Ezekiel Elliott. Number four is Alvin Kamara. Number five is Michael Thomas. Number six is Dalvin Cook. Number seven is D-Rock Henry. Number eight is Devonta Adams. Nine is Joseph Mixon. Ten is Tyreek Hill. Number 11 is DeAndre Hopkins. And number 12 is is Nicholas Chubb. So my avoid for the first round is going to be DeAndre Hopkins, and I'm going to go in about his stack, but the main reason why is actually because of where he is going. He's coming off the board as the fourth best wide receiver in fantasy football, and I just don't believe that is going to be true. While I haven't ranked as wide receiver around the 5-6 range, I actually would not be surprised if he fell outside of the top 10, and I personally just do not believe that he is worthy of a first-round pick at all, going ahead of guys like Julio Jones, who's just a super duper safe pick this season. So DeAndre Hopkins right now, FFPC ADP is coming into the second round, but here on Yahoo, he's a first round pick. And in a lot of drafts, you're seeing him come off the board as the second or third wide receiver in fantasy football drafts. He's an Arizona Cardinals, six foot one, 214 pounds out of Clemson, 28 years old, a 4.57, a 40th, 40 yard dash or 40th percentile, 40 yard dash, 63rd percentile speed score, 37th percentile burst score, 38th percentile agility score and a 53rd percentile catch radius but all those numbers are fake fucking news because we know DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best wide receivers in the league and his catch radius is probably a hundredth percentile because the guy can catch anything when it's thrown anywhere near his body. So DeAndre Hopkins obviously used to be a Houston Texan, obviously, and then Bill O'Brien decided to trade him for a used condom and David Johnson, which made no sense. But now he's obviously an Arizona Cardinal right now, coming off the board as wide receiver number four, pick number 11 of the draft. And I just really believe that that is far too early for DeAndre Hopkins. He's a middle of the second round pick for me, and I'm not even likely going to take him in the second round. I'd rather just go for a more pick that I think is just a bit safer in the second round. While I think DeAndre Hopkins will probably have just a fine year. I don't really want to put all my eggs in a basket of a guy switching teams in a year where it's the coronavirus, so training camps and all this other shit aren't really happening on time. Even though there's going to be limited preseason games, DeAndre Hopkins will still get that rapport with Kyler Murray. I'm just kind of worried about the fact that now DeAndre Hopkins actually has competition around him. Like, the other people on the team are going to get the ball. Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald are still going to get the ball on the Arizona Cardinals team. It's not like when he's in Houston, he's getting 10-plus targets every single fucking game. I just do not believe that that's going to happen in Arizona, even in this air raid type of system. Wide receiver number five last season in Houston, he played in 15 games. He had 150 total targets for 10 per game, ranking fifth at wide receiver. 
he had 17.8 PPR points per game, ranking fourth at the wide receiver position, which is obviously due to this absorbent amount of targets. 104 receptions, 6.9 per game. Very nice. Number two at wide receiver, 1,165 receiving yards, 77.7 per game. Tenth at wide receiver, seven total tutties, 13th amongst wide receivers, and seven red zone receptions, 25th amongst wide receivers. So obviously the numbers in Houston were very, very good. Now, the to compare the quarterback play in Arizona and Houston would be kind of unfair because I actually think uh, – Kyler Murray just is pretty good, a very good quarterback, actually. And I think to compare Deshaun Watson to Kyler Murray, obviously Deshaun Watson's better because he's been in the league for longer. But obviously, eventually, Kyler Murray will probably get up to his standards, even though the guy's five foot six and has to stand on a ladder to see over the offensive line. I think it's unfair to kind of compare them because DeAndre Hopkins has done it his whole career with these garbage-ass quarterbacks. He did it with Brock Osweiler. He did it with Tom Savage, but my real concern, like I said earlier for DeAndre Hopkins, is where he's going in the draft. I don't think he should be the fourth wide receiver off the board, and I think he's not a first-round pick. And I also just do not believe that he's going to be seeing 10-plus targets every single game. While I think they're an air raid system, I think we see a lot of Kenyon Drake, and I think we see a lot of other receivers getting involved on the team. Larry Fitzgerald is just not going to disappear in likely his final season wearing an NFL uniform. So looking at the vacated production in Arizona, there's 84 vacated targets, 624 receiving yards, and two total touchdowns. If we're looking at pass percentage, Houston ranked 22nd with 57.93 per game, or percent passing, and Arizona ranked 12th with 60.40%. So obviously he's getting into a more pass-heavy system, but like I said, he's getting into a system with more options. In Ari- Not in Arizona, in Houston, it was DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller for about half the games because Will Fuller couldn't stay healthy. Now he's stepping in with Christian Kirk. He's stepping in with Larry Fitzgerald, and then there's a bunch of other guys. There's even a guy named Keyshawn Johnson on the team, who's someone that a lot of people are looking to make that next move this season. So I think that the Arizona Cardinals will be fine. I think DeAndre Hopkins will be fine. But what I'm saying is that I don't think he's worth this pick in the first round. Now to look into the second round of your drafts based on ADP. 13, we have Josh Jacobs. 14 is Julio Jones. 15 is Aaron Jones. 16 is Lamar Jackson. 17 is Chris Godwin. 18 is Travis Kelsey. 19 is Pat Mahomes. 20 is Miles Sanders. 21 is George Kittle. 22 is Kenny Drake. 23 is Kenny Galladay. And 24 is Austin Eckler. My pick for the biggest avoid player in the second round is drum roll. It is going to be Lamar Jackson, pick 16 of your fantasy football draft right now at FFPC ADP, which is high stakes, so these people are kind of a bit sharper, 22.36, so he's more of a back part of the second round pick. Still a second round pick, though. Baltimore Raven, obviously six foot two, 216 pounds, does not have any workout metrics, but we all know, except for the 49 miles per hour throw velocity, this guy's a beast, 23.5 years old. So why do you want to fade him if he's a beast? Now, that's an obviously a very, very reasonable question. Quarterback one off the board, pick 16. It is because I am not willing to buy into a quarterback in the second round. It is just not fucking worth it. Drafting a quarterback early setbacks your team so much. It doesn't matter if it's Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes in the second round. I chose Lamar Jackson, though, because he's the first quarterback coming off the board. I just don't think you should be picking a quarterback inside of the first four rounds of your fantasy football draft. I think it really hinders the depth at the skill positions that you need to win your fantasy football championship. Now, if you're playing in a super flex league, go the fuck ahead and draft a quarterback in the first two rounds. You can even draft two 
in the first two rounds, and I would not give a fuck because you just can in those kind of leagues, two quarterback leagues, super flex leagues. But in normal one quarterback league, your team is going to feel decimated after you draft Lamar Jackson. Sure, Lamar Jackson might be able to carry your team to a couple of wins, but so could some quarterback you find in the 8th, ninth, or 10th round with super high upside. So I just don't see the reason in drafting Lamar Jackson and having your running back core kind of decimated due to the fact that you wasted a second round pick where you could have gotten a workhorse back, and now you in the third round you come back and the, the running back you can get just is not as good. It's plain and simple. It's just easy numbers. The numbers mean that in the first round, the running backs are far better than in the second round, and then in the second round, they're far better than in the third round. It's just how it works based on point percentage. Quarterback number one last season in 15 games, though Lamar Jackson obviously a beast, 401 passing attempts, 26th at running, or a quarterback, which is funny because I said at running back because people make jokes about Lamar Jackson being a running back, but I didn't even mean to do that. It's just the guy gets so many of his stats in the rushing game. 3,127 passing yards, 22nd in the NFL at quarterback, 36 passing touchdowns, number one at quarterback, six INTs, 14 interceptable passes, but his his passing touchdown rate was 9.0. What 9.0% means is on 9.0% of his passes, he threw a touchdown which is fucking impossible to recreate. It is so hard to recreate 9.0. The normal is around a 5.0% touchdown rate. So 9.0 is very, very high, and I highly doubt that that occurs again this season. While I think the passing output will increase this season, I think him scoring 36 passing touchdowns is a little too high for Lamar Jackson. Six INTs, though, 14 interceptable passes, ranking 22nd at the quarterback position. But obviously, he gets his money in the running game. 175 carries, number one at the quarterback position, 1,213 Rushing yards number one, 80.9 rushing yards per game, and seven rushing touchdowns second at quarterback. So the guy's a fucking beast. But at the end of the day, do not draft a quarterback this early because the value of it just is not worth it. It's going to absolutely screw over the rest of your team. If you do it, it's like taking a defense or a kicker in the seventh round. It really screws over your whole goddamn roster. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. It's free, like I said at the beginning of the video, and I produce content every single day to help you guys win your 2020 fantasy football championship. If you got any questions on any of these picks, please make sure to leave a comment down below because I always answer everyone's questions. So in the third round, the ADP goes as follows. At 25, we got Mike Evans. 26 is Amari Cooper. 27 is Allen Robinson. 28 is Adam Thielen. 29, Leonard Fournette. 30, CEH. 31 is Chris Carson. 32 is Odell Beckham Jr. 33 is Melvin Gordon. 34 is Cooper Cup. 35 is Mark Andrews. And 36 is A.J. Brown. So my pick for this round is going to be Odell Beckham Jr. I just fucking hate this guy. I don't understand how he's even going in the third round. He's a complete and utter fade for me. The other guy, the honorable mention, is Amari Cooper. I don't want to draft him either, but in the third round, I can actually understand people wanting to take him. I don't understand anyone wanting to take Odell Beckham in the third round, even though I think Amari Cooper's also a shitty pick here in the third round. Same thing goes with A.J. Brown. I'm kind of off of him. I like him more in like the fourth or fifth round, but he's just it just seems like he's going to rise up too much. I also don't really like him. Same thing goes with Melvin Gordon. But this guy is the main avoid of this round. I can see drafting all the other guys. Odell Beckham Jr., this guy is a freak athlete, though, but he's just not very good. Cleveland Brown, 5'11", 198 pounds, 27.7 years old out of LSU, 86th percentile 40-yard dash with a 4.43, 69th percentile speed score, very nice, 78th percentile burst score, 98th percentile agility score, and a 95th percentile catch radius. All of that is very true. The guy is an amazing athlete. The guy has amazing hands, but it just doesn't fucking matter. Odell Beckham Jr., ADP right now, wide receiver number 12, 
pick number 32. So wide receiver number 25 finished last season in Cleveland. 12.6 PPR points per game, 31st at wide receiver, 16 total games he played, and still couldn't be a top 20 option. This guy was being drafted as a top 12 wide receiver last year and failed you. So why is he not going to fail you this year? It makes no fucking sense. 133 targets, 8.3 per game, 12th at wide receiver, 74 receptions, 4.6 per game, 18th at wide receiver, 1,035 yards, 64.7 per game, 23rd at wide receiver, 4 total touchdowns, 51st amongst wide receivers, and 5 red zone receptions, 42nd amongst wide receivers. So why do I think Odell is going to be pretty shit this season? It is plain and simple. It is going to deal with the fact that this team is going to be very run heavy and the fact that Odell Beckham Jr. just isn't the guy that you probably thought he was going to be and very fairly so because they're going to be running the ball so much that it's going to take Odell Beckham Jr. much more to get the ball into his hands and I just really don't think that's going to happen when he still has Jarvis Landry there, still has Austin Hooper and while David Njoku requested a trade, he's also still there and those are all guys that could be stealing touchdowns as well as stealing just yards all over the field. They're going to be getting a lot of targets their direction so right now they bring in Cleveland brings in head coach Steven Stefanski out of the um his name's actually Kevin Stefanski head coach of the Cleveland Browns coming out of Minnesota so what is why is that really so so important it's because the difference between coaching tendencies in 2019 for the Browns and 2019 for the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings were very run-heavy, passing at a 51% clip, 51.70% of the time, ranking 29th in the NFL. And the Browns last year under Freddie Kitchens passed the ball 59.61% of the time, ranking 18th in the NFL. So why is that so important? It's because the Minnesota system is going to fly into the Cleveland Browns. They're going to try to run, run, run the goddamn ball down the opponent's throat. And they can easily do it with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield. So why would you think that they're going to even give the ball to Odell Beckham Jr. as much as it was last year? They were the 29th most or least pass-heavy team. They were the 29th in pass percentage in the NFL last season in Minnesota. And the Cleveland Browns were 18th. They were smack in the middle of the NFL pretty much. And they Odell still couldn't fucking produce. So if he's going to be getting less volume, how do you expect him to produce more? It makes no goddamn sense to me. So I'm just fading Odell Beckham Jr. It makes no sense that anyone is even on him. If you are on Odell Beckham Jr., please explain down below why you think Odell Beckham Jr. will be good. And don't tell me it's because the guy's super talented. Because what overcomes the talent is actually the system that the guy is put in. So now coming into here is the fourth round of the draft. We have just one more round to go after this. Pick 37 is DJ Moore. 38 is Zach Ertz. Followed by him is Le'Veon Bell. Juju. Smith-Schuster, Todd Gurley, Cortland Sutton, James Conner, Calvin Ridley, Mark Ingram, Marky Mock Ingram, I should say, and then Keenan Allen, Devin Singletary, and Dak Prescott. Honorable mention for the pick I'm really avoiding in this round is going to be Cortland Sutton, pick 42. I just think there's going to be too many cooks in the kitchen in Denver for Cortland Sutton to really have a good season like we saw down the stretch of last season. I think Cortland Sutton is a tremendously talented player, but I think, like I just talked about, the system is not going to be there. The passing work is just not going to be there for Cortland Sutton. So my pick is Devin Singletary, pick 47, running back numero 22. And FFPC ADP is going as pick 54, five foot seven Buffalo Bill, 203 pounds, 22.9 years old, a third round pick. 40-yard dash is 28th percentile with a 4.66, 15th percentile speed score, 46th percentile burst score, 18th percentile agility score, and 11th percentile bench press. So why do I not like Devin Singletary? Well, it's plain and simple. They brought in running back Zach Moss to sniff behind his ass and try to potentially put them into a split like you've never seen. They are going to be doing a Mia Malkova-esque split 
all over your goddamn team. Just think about it. They're probably going to – Devin Singletary is talented, so he's probably going to get the ball 55% of the time. The other 45% is probably going to go to Zach Moss. Last season, Devin Singletary running back number 32 in 2019, playing 12 games, but he only started eight. So he was very good when he was playing. So I'm not going to judge the fact that I don't think he's very good. I'm just scared that they brought in another guy behind him, and going in the fourth round just makes no sense for Devin Singletary. 151 carries, 12.6 per game, 29th at running back, 775 rushing yards, 64.6 per game, 24th at running back, 42 total targets, 3.5 per game, 33rd at running back, 29 receptions, 2.4 per game, 37th at running back, 194 receiving yards, 16.2 per game, 43rd at running back, red zone touches are 21.7 per game, 42nd at running back, and total touchdowns were 4, 42nd at running back. So if we look at the splits from last season, Devin Singletary got 49.5% of the snaps with 540, and old man Frank Gore got 381 snaps, 35.9% of all snaps. Now, old man Frank Gore is not the same Frank Gore he used to be like fucking 30 years ago when he started in the NFL. Frank Gore is still good, but Devin Singletary was obviously better than him. But is Devin Singletary better than Zach Moss is the real question. I'd say they're probably both pretty fucking good. They both have similar kind of skill sets, but Zach Moss is going to be the bigger back. He's the guy who's going to barrel, barrel, barrel into the fucking end zone and steal Devin Singletary's touchdown work. If you expected him to score a bunch of touchdowns, I would take that back, and you also kind of have to regress that too, because Josh Allen is going to steal like seven of them every single year, because the guy's like 12 feet tall, and just easily hops over the line, just goes boop, and taps that shit over the end zone, and scores the touchdown. So I don't think Devin Singletary is a bad player, but I think he is in a bad situation. I don't think Devin Singletary is poised to succeed this season in 2020. Now into the fifth and final round of the draft that we're analyzing. We're obviously going to do this again, but for the later picks, David Johnson starts off the fifth round at number 50. We have Tyler Lockett, followed by Jonathan Taylor, T.Y. Hilton, Darren Waller, D.K. Metcalf, baby, Chark, do-do-do-do-do-do, baby, Chark, Stefan Diggs, Kyler Murray, Robert Woods, Devontae Parker, and Russell Wilson. Honorable mention goes to T.Y. Hilton. I made a Do Not Draft Wide Receiver video a couple days ago, and he is in that. Yesterday's video was the opposite of this video. Instead of busts, it was guys that I'm really trying to target in those first five rounds of the draft. My pick for the fifth round is my own Miami Dolphin, Devontae Parker, pick 59, wide receiver, numero 26. Devontae Parker, six foot three, Miami Dolphin, 209 pounds, 27.5 years old. The guy's been in the league for a zillion years. Finally figured it out last year. Finally did something. 80th percentile, 40-yard dash, 4.43, 89th percentile speed score, and a 69th percentile burst score. Very nice. So, Devontae Parker's stats last year were very, very good. Right now, coming off the board, like I said, wide receiver number 26, pick number 59. Wide receiver number 11 in 2019, playing in all 16 games. Finished with 15.4 PPR points per game, ranking 14th at the wide receiver position. Had 128 targets, 8.0 per game, 13th at wide receiver, 72 receptions, 4.5 per game. 20th at wide receiver, over 1,000 receiving yards with 1,202 receiving yards, 75.1 per game. 4th at wide receiver, 8 red zone receptions, 18th at wide receiver, 9 total touchdowns. 3rd at wide receiver, and a 21.1% target share in the Miami Dolphins offense, 33rd at wide receiver. So why don't I like Devontae Parker? For starters, I just don't like where he's going the 5th round to me, is a bit too early for Devontae Parker, considering I feel like he's just going to be a fine wide receiver this season. I don't really see an immense amount of upside due to the fact of what happened at the end, or at the beginning of last season. So Devontae Parker broke out at the back half of last season. That's also when we saw Mike Kosicki do good. Now, why is that, Nicholas? That is because Preston Williams ended up getting hurt. In split is the for Devontae Parker is the first eight games of the season on the left side of your screen when Preston Williams was healthy. He was averaging 9.75 PPR 
PPR points or half PPR points per game and 11.5 PPR points per game when Preston Williams was healthy. After Preston Williams ended up getting hurt, he averaged 16.52 half PPR points per game, which is an increase of uh, a lot of numbers. You know, that's like seven numbers, seven half PPR points. I'm just very not good at math. 19.27 PPR points versus 11.5 before. That's an increase of almost seven and a half, almost eight fucking points. Why was this? Because he was seeing an increased number of targets. Went from 6.5 and got an increase of 3 to 9.5 after Preston Williams ended up getting hurt. And then an increase of 2 receptions per game going from 3.5 to 5.5. His touchdown numbers went up and his yards doubled going from 50 to 102.25 per game. So Devontae Parker really, really, really broke out this season after Preston Williams ended up getting hurt. So if Preston Williams is healthy to start the season and Ryan Fitzmagic is the starting quarterback like he will be, then don't fucking draft Devontae Parker because he will disappoint. He loves Preston Williams and Preston Williams will be the number one target, the alpha wide receiver in this Miami Dolphins system. I don't understand why people are so high on Devontae Parker. Maybe it's because they only watched the last eight, eight games of the season or maybe it's because they've never seen this stat that is on the screen right now. This should prove to you not to draft Devontae Parker in the fifth round, and I hope that I got that into your brain. So if you ended up enjoying this video, please make sure to slap that subscribe button down below. I produce content every single day to help you guys win your 2020 fantasy football championship. So let's all eat that W together like our name was famous, Jameis Winston. I love each and every single one of you motherfuckers, and I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another banger of a video. Have a great rest of your guys' day. Good boy!